neighbor, say neighbor. You've been pressing towards the mark for the prize of the high calling that's in Christ Jesus. Keep on pressing in. Hallelujah. Now today, folks, I, I have a message entitled, Things You Must Ignore If You're Going to Succeed in Life. Wow. Things You Must Ignore If You're Going to Succeed in Life. Now, eye contact. Anybody here made mistakes? Anybody made mistakes? I hear everybody say, yeah. In Romans 3, 23, it says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All. Look at him and say, neighbor, I've been guilty too. I done messed up too. But God still loves me. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. In other words, every son, every daughter of Almighty God has made mistakes or will make mistakes in their lifetime. Let me read that again. Every son, every daughter, Almighty God has made mistakes and will make mistakes in their lifetime. Hello? Now, but in far too many sons and daughters' lives, they're getting stuck in the mistakes of the past and therefore not succeeding in their way that they should in their lifetime. And, and this is so, so important. There's a reason some people don't even want to come to church because of mistakes. They stuck in the mistakes of the past and it's hindering their success in the future. Say it, say neighbor. You ain't the only one. I have to grow too and mature too. Get over my mistakes. Learn from them and get better. Not bitter. Hallelujah. So one of the first things I come to alert you to is the necessity of maturing so you're able to ignore your own mistakes. It's amazing how people like to tell, talk about other people's mistakes. It's amazing how people love to, you know, broadcast other people's mistakes as if they never made any. But the Bible says all have sinned and come short. All. Hallelujah. Now, Ignore means to refuse to pay attention. It means to disregard, okay? Now, this is so, so important. Ignoring your own mistakes, meaning refuse to pay attention. Disregard, okay? Now, let's go to Matthew 26 and verse 33. Matthew 26 and 33. Mm. And let me give you a first example. A man by the name of Peter, one of Jesus' chosen disciples. Matthew 26, 33. Here's Peter 
having a conversation with Jesus. Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men should be offended because of thee, yet will I never, never be offended. Now Jesus is going to flow in discernment. Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, that this night before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. Peter said, Though I should die with thee, yet will I not deny thee. Likewise also said all his disciples. Now, this is so, so important. Jesus had been coaching and mentoring his disciples, and now he's getting close to transitioning, and he's coaching them, and he's trying to prepare them for what's about to happen. But you know, they, they was like, you know, hey, I got this thing, I got it, I, mm, mm, I know what you told me, but you know, I got it, I, I'm just, you know, I'm good. Matthew 26 and 73, watch what happens. Matthew 26 and 73. And after a while came unto him they that stood by and said to Peter, Surely thou art also one of them, for thy speech betrayeth thee. Now Jesus had been taken, and Peter's observing this. He didn't run. He's, 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 in, the, he's in the mist. But now he's having to face the reality that he's not as strong as he thought he was. And then it says, Then began he to curse and swear, saying, I know not the man. And immediately the cock crew. But he said, Jesus, hey, I ain't going to deny you. I got it like that. No matter what we go through, I got it like that. And here he is in that moment, realizing that he's not as strong as he thought he was. And... Um, the key piece is Jesus already knew. Say, neighbor, you got to know those folks that you run with and use discernment. Know when they're strong and pretending when they're strong and discern the difference and love them anyhow. Hallelujah. Because everyone is growing at different levels and different times. So then he began to curse and to swear. Now, how can a saved person curse? Okay. How can a born-again person cuss? Because they're in the body, they got a spirit, and they have a soul. But all that has to begin to grow and develop and, and get to the point where it, it's solely flowing by the spirit and not the flesh. Take a long time to get past your flesh. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. He began to curse and swear, saying, I know not the man, and immediately the cock crew. And Peter remembered the words of Jesus, which said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And he went out, and he wept bitterly. Now this is so, so important. Here he is, facing the reality that he made a mistake. And he begins to cry and he weeps. In other words, he's sorry for what he did. 
He's totally sorry for what he did. He's crying his eyes out. He's crying. He's teary. He's high. He's crying his heart out. Okay? So he's facing his reality. Now, Mark 16 and verse 6. He's facing the reality that he's not as strong as he thought he was. And it says he wept bitterly. I mean, he cried till he couldn't cry no more. Ladies, men cry. They fake like they don't cry, but they cry. So when you cry and they get mad with you because you cry, uh-uh, it's just time to season. Men cry too. Mark 16 and 6. And he said unto them, Be not affrighted. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. Now, Jesus has been resurrected now. He is risen. He's not here. Behold the place where they laid him. But go your way, tell his disciples and Peter that he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall you see him as he said unto you. Now here he is. Jesus has been resurrected. And now there's an angel saying to the disciples, go tell everybody that Jesus is, is risen and go get Peter the one that cussed, the one that made the mistake, the one that was just, you know, so arrogant that, you know, he, he said, I ain't gonna, I'm not going to deny the Lord. But he did. But he finally faced his reality. And when he did, God did what forgave him. Say, neighbor, when you face your reality, God will forgive you. But you got to learn to forgive yourself. All right? Folks, no matter who you are and no matter what you have, when you make mistakes in your lifetime, you must grow, you must mature, so you learn what to ignore so you can press on to succeed. Say, neighbor, you got to learn when you make mistakes, learn from it, and go forward instead of backwards. Stop getting stuck by past mistakes. Mm. So said another way, you are to learn from your mistakes, correct them to the best of your ability, and move on, and move on, and move on. And see, sometimes when the moving on is, it's, it's at a, a snail's pace. You want to leap. No. Sometimes... It's a step at a time, a moment at a time, but forward, not backwards. Say, Lord, thank you for the revelation. I must learn to ignore the mistakes of my past and go forward. All right? Now, let me give you another example. Let's go to Acts chapter 3. Acts 3 and verse 2. So good. Acts 3 and verse 2. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Oh, wow. Who seeing Peter? Who seeing who? Wait a minute. Didn't Peter cuss? 
Didn't Peter deny the Lord? But didn't he also weep after he faced the reality that he didn't have it all together, right? So now he's learning to forget the mistake of the past and go forward. And Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John said, look on us. And he gave he unto them expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, give I thee. In the name of who? In the name of Jesus. Wait, but you, you cussed Peter. You denied Jesus. Now you're using his name? In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Now, I, I just, wait a minute, wait a minute. How is it that on one hand, he's cussing, he's fussing, he's denying, and now all of a sudden, the very name that he denied, he's using, and it's manifesting power? How? That, that don't make no sense. It ain't about sense. It's about faith. It's about believing God. It's about trusting God. It's about knowing that he loves you with an everlasting love. Here is an example of a person who made mistakes in his lifetime, learning from them, correcting them, and moving on to success. learning from them, correcting them, and moving on to success. I, 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 I've gotten to the place now where people say, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I messed up. And I asked them, have you ever gone to a doctor and a doctor said that they're researching something, they're re researching stuff? Well, when people research, do they always get it right the first time? And then they do it again and do it again. How come you can't call a mistake research? Because I'm, I messed up, but what did I learn? And how can I make it better? I found out what don't work. Now I know what works. I'm researching. Say neighbor, every day you researching. Every day. There's something that you've got to research every day. And one of the researches is you. You got to research yourself. You got to know what you handle, what you can't handle. Amen, amen, amen. And that is what Almighty God wants for each of us here in the earth realm, to learn from our mistakes, correct them, and move on to success. All right, let's go to Matthew 26 and verse 14. Now, I want to give you another example, but get this. Don't, don't, don't. And this is what too many of us are doing in this next example. Matthew 26, 14. Then one of the 12 disciples called Judas, Iscariot, 
went unto the chief priests and said unto them, What will you give me, and I will deliver him unto you? And they covenanted with him for 30 pieces of silver. Now here's Judas deciding before Jesus was crucified to be his enemy. And he's one of the disciples, but he's choosing to go find out what he can do to get Jesus captured. And from that time, he sought opportunity to betray him. After 30, 30 pence, 30 pieces of money, Matthew 26, 47. So now, remember I, I just shared that Peter faced his reality that he messed up and did what? He changed. He got it. He, but he changed, but he went back to God. Now Judas, he makes a mistake. And then it says, Matthew 26 and 40, 47. And while he yet spake, lo, Judas, one of the twelve, came and with him a great multitude with swords and staffs from the chief priests and elders of the people. Wow. Now he that betrayed him gave them signs, Judas did, saying, whomsoever I kiss, that same is he, hold him fast. Wow. So Judas is coming and he's going to kiss Jesus and he's going to let the enemy know that he's the one. All right? And forthwith he came to Jesus and said to him, Master, and kissed him. Wow. Say, neighbor, everybody that kiss you ain't your friend. <laughs> come on, come on, come on now. And Jesus said unto him, Friend, wherefore art thou come? Then came they and laid hands on Jesus and took him. It was a kiss, a betrayal kiss that was used to bring Jesus into captivity. Say, neighbor, remember, you can't let everybody kiss you. It can't everybody kiss, it can't everybody kiss. All right, Matthew 27 and verse 3. Now here's where Judas is going to face his reality that he messed up. Then Judas, when he, which had betrayed him, when he saw that he was condemned, repented himself and brought again the 30 pences of silver to the chief priests and elders, meaning he took the 30 pence and went back and tried to give it to those that he had agreed to do it with, saying, I have sinned. He's confessing his fault. Now notice, this, thank you, Holy Ghost. He's confessing his fault but he's confessing his fault to somebody that does fall. He's confessing his fault to the people that have faults. And when you confess your faults to people that have faults, they, 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 they don't, it doesn't move them. I have sinned and betrayed the innocent blood. And they said, what is that to us? See thou to that. And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hung himself. He hung himself. He confessed that he had sinned, but he confessed to the wrong folk. And then he went and hung himself. 
When you confess your mess to the wrong folk, they're going to make you feel worse. <laughs> when you confess yourself to the wrong folk, they're going to make you feel worse. They're going to laugh at you like it ain't no big thing. Judas should have confessed himself to Jesus or to the disciples and they would have loved on him. But Judas went and hung himself. And that's what's happening today. So many people have made mistakes and they're confessing their fault to the wrong people and are not being forgiven, not receiving forgiveness, and then getting stuck. Instead of going forward, they go backwards. Folks here, we have what can and does happen to as many as the devil and souls can persuade that Almighty God will never forgive them for any mistake they have made or will make it in their lifetime. Why? Because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. That's why the devil does not want you to read the Bible. He does not want you to come to church because he wants you to think wrong. He wants you to think that, you know, God, you're the worst person in the world and you, you, you never going to come out of that. You're you going to always be like that. It's a lie. He's a liar. And he wants you to talk lies and think lies and believe a lie. Judas, instead of running to God and repenting, ran from God and killed himself the way the devil and his host wanted him to. Today, that same devil and host is daily trying to make sure the sons and daughters of Almighty God never learn to mature, never learn to grow up in faith, so they ignore the mistakes of the past and instead learn from them, correct them to the best of their ability and move on to greater and greater success. Now, one of the reasons you in church is because there are going to be some times you make some mistakes and there's going to be somebody in church that know how to get you out of that mistake. There's going to be somebody that made the same doggone mistake you did, but you, your pride going to get in the way. You don't want no, I don't want nobody to know. Listen, all of us have made mistakes. And the reason we're here is so we can help each other. The Bible says encourage one another. The Bible says love one another. Why do you think we say go hug somebody, go hug somebody? Because you need a hug. There's some days you come in here, you need a hug. You need a hug. Hallelujah. Say every day, I need a hug from the right person. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. Now that is not a permit to just go and do things that are wrong. But when you do, run to God and follow his faith instructions so you can press on to another victory and not defeat. Meaning, just because, you know, when people have been taught, taught about grace, you know, grace, God forgive you. You can mess up. That ain't giving you license to go buck wild and be crazy. No, 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 no. It's, it's letting you know when you make a mistake, learn from it, correct it, and get better. Amen. Not bitter. Hallelujah. See, I'm learning, Pastor, to ignore my mistakes and go forward. Hallelujah. All right. Let's go to Matthew 26 and 36. Matthew 26, 36. It says, Then cometh Jesus unto them, unto the place where called Gethsemane, and said unto the disciples, 
come on brothers, sit here while I go and pray. Now this is when Jesus was preparing for his assignment, his crucifixion. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, James and John, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Sorrowful and what? Then said he unto them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. He went a little farther, fell on his face and prayed saying, oh my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And he cometh unto his disciples and findeth them asleep. Listen. Sometimes the, your road dogs, you're going to go to him, ask him, and you're going to find him sleep. I say you're going to find him sleep. The very people that you're expecting to help you, they're going to be sleep. They're going to be sleep. What do you mean? I don't mean snoring. They're going to be sleep. And he cometh to his disciples and find them sleep and said unto them, Peter, what? Could you not watch with me one hour? Just one hour? One. Folks, here we tap into the next thing you must learn to ignore in order to succeed in life. You must learn to grow and mature so you can ignore the offenses of others. Wow. Because those <laughs> without, now, now flow with me, those without your memory cannot feel your pain. Whatever you're remembering <laughs> uh, may not be, whoever you're connected with may not be able to remember what you remember. So they don't feel your pain. Mm. Those who disagree with your goals will hate your decisions. Uh, those who despise your decisions will become your adversaries. So stop analyzing fools. Say neighbor. Stop analyzing fools. Stop analyzing fools. Eagle Summit. It is God's will that we prosper and be in health, even as our soul prospers. So add these two faith instructions. So your daily faith routine, so you become success and it becomes a new normal as you learn to flow in the now and not any negative past. Say, I live in the now, not any negative past. Hallelujah. Now let me take you to Genesis 37 and verse 1. Hallelujah. Any of y'all have families? Y'all got any family? Okay, okay, praise God. Hallelujah. Genesis 37 and 1. And Jacob dwelt in the land wherein his father was a stranger in the land of Canaan. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph being 17 years old was feeding his flock with his brethren with his brethren, with his brethren. And the lad was with the sons of Bela, and with the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. 
Now, Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a coat of many colors. So here we have one son that's favored by the dad more than the other family members. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more, then all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. In some of your families, folks, everybody ain't celebrating you. And Joseph dreamed of dream and told it to his brethren. And they hated him yet the more. And he said unto me, Here, I pray thee, this dream which I have dreamed. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field. And lo, my sheep arose and all stood upright. Behold, your sheep stood round about and made obeisance to my sheep. Meaning, my sheep were standing. Your sheep were bound, bowing, bowing down. Okay. And his brother said to him, Shalt thou indeed reign over us? And shalt thou indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him yet the more for his dreams and for his words. Now, folks, this is what I'm trying to get you to understand. Sometimes in your family's situation, Everybody don't discern your awesomeness. You are fearfully and wonderfully made and you have a life purpose. There's something that you're assigned to do in your lifetime. Eagle Summit, the next very important thing you must learn to ignore if you're going to succeed in life is any disrespect from your family. Ooh. Why? Because one of God's higher ways is to give us a family to help prepare us for enemies. Wow. Hello. Say, my family is preparing me for my enemies. In other words, your real family is your first real life school. I'm going to say it again. Your family is your first real life school. So what I'm saying is, in your family, you in school. You're learning some things to do, and you're learning some things never to do. Mm. Here in our opening text, we meet Joseph just being who he was, the way he was at 17 years of age. He was growing up and discovering who he was and who he was becoming. And in that time and season of his life, there were many things he knew and things he didn't know about life and living. How many of you know, when you're growing up, you don't know everything? You don't know everything about yourself. You don't know everything about yourself. I'm singing, ain't I? Hey! <laughs> Likewise, you and I have, and we'll have times and seasons just like that in our own life, individual and collective lives. And folks, because of that, one of our first real life lessons in our family is learning how to survive in a family that's blind of your differences. Wow. Let me say it again. 
One of the first real life lessons in our, li in our families is learning how to survive in a family blind of your difference. Blind of your difference. Genesis 37, watch what happens in verse 17. And the man said, Thou art departed hence, for I heard them say, Let us go to Dothan. And Joseph went after his brethren and found them in Dothan. And when they saw him afar off, even before he came near unto them, they conspired against him to slay him. And they said one to another, Behold, this dreamer cometh. Come now, therefore, and let us slay him and cast him into some pit. And we will say some evil beast has devoured him and we shall see what will become of his dreams. And Reuben heard it and he delivered him out of their hands and said, let us not kill him. And Reuben said unto them, shed no blood, but cast him into a pit that is in the wilderness and lay no hand upon him that he might rid him out of their hands to deliver him to his father again, okay? Folks, when you have a destiny and a purpose, Almighty God will always have supernatural ways to protect and defend you whether you know it or not. When his brothers wanted to kill him, God still was in the, in the mix. Genesis 37, watch what happens in verse 26. And Judah said unto his brethren, what profit is it if we slay our brother and conceal his blood? Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites and let not our hand be upon him for he is our brother in our flesh and his brethren were content. Then there passed by Midianites, men, 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 merchantmen, and they drew and lifted up Joseph out of the pit and sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver and brought Joseph into Egypt. Now, what's it like to be sold by your family? You're going to be sold by your family. They, they, they family, they, 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 that's my brother, that's my cousin. My, uh, hey, throw him away. Eagle Summit, living in and with your family is your first real life test. Genesis 37, 29, going down the home stretch. And Reuben returned unto the pit. And behold, Joseph was not in the pit and rent his clothes. And he returned unto his brethren and said, to the child is not, and I whither shall I go? And they took Joseph's coat and killed a kid of goats and dipped the coat in blood. And they sent the coat for many colors and they brought it to the father and said, we found it. No, no, not whether it be the son's coat or not. And he knew and said, it's my son's coat. And evil beasts have devoured him. Joseph, without doubt, rent in pieces. And Jacob rent his clothes and put sackcloth upon his loins and mourned for his son many days. This is the father. He's crying over his son. And all his sons and daughters rose up to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted and said, for I will go down into the grave until my son mourning. Thus his father wept for him. 
So the brothers that threw him in the pit lied to the dad. I said, the son lied and said that, you know, he, something happened to him. I don't know what happened. They lied, they lied, they lied. And dad's crying, weeping, and they can't comfort him. Say, God, I'm getting understanding. Folks, everything you will face in society is already in your family. Let me say it again. Everything you will face in society is already in your family. That is why before the foundation of the world, the Lord has already made a real life plan for each of us that will manifest as we each learn to walk by faith and not by sight. As we each learn to become willing and obedient to his daily faith instructions. Said another way, the people that know their God are strong and do great exploits. Genesis 37, hallelujah, 36. And the Midianites sold him into Egypt unto Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh and captain of the guard. Folks, if you can survive your family, your future is guaranteed. Hey, hey. If you can survive your family, your future's guaranteed. Genesis 39, hallelujah, verse 2. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. He, he got sold. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hands. And Joseph found grace in the sight, and he served him, and he made him overseer of his house, and all that he had he put into his hands. Now how can you get thrown out from your family and then get elevated in other families? Folks, here we have Joseph surviving his family and flowing in success without his family even knowing that he was still alive. His fathers think he's dead. But he's, elsewise, he's soaring in his purpose. Genesis 42 and 6. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And Joseph was the governor over the land. And it was that sold and and he, it was that sold all the people of the land. And Joseph's brethren came and bowed down themselves before him with their faces to the earth. And Joseph saw his brethren. He saw the ones that threw him in the pit, the ones that lied to their daddy. He saw him and knew them, but made himself strange unto them and said unto them, Whence come ye? And they said, From the land of Canaan to buy food. And Joseph knew his brethren, but they knew not him. Joseph remembered the dreams he dreamed of them and said unto them, ye, shall, ye are spies and see the nakedness of the land you are come. And they said unto him, No, my Lord, but to buy food are thy servants come. Hallelujah. Now, folks, as I begin to close today, this message entitled, Things You Must Ignore If You're Going to Succeed in Life, when it comes to your family, their first focus will be to eliminate your difference. Come on, come on. <laughs> oh, God. When it comes to your family, their first focus will be to eliminate your difference. But the good news is that with the Lord, 
your difference has great value and importance in your lifetime. Say, neighbor, your difference, your difference is, has great value and it's important in your lifetime. And you're still living, ain't you? Hallelujah. Moreover, someone will need your difference in order to make a difference. Somebody needs your difference in order to make a difference. Say, neighbor, I need your difference. It's making a difference in my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Genesis 45 and 1 says, confirms this. Then Joseph could not refrain himself before them that stood by him. And he cried, cause every man to go out from me. And there stood no man with him while Joseph made himself known unto his brethren. And he wept aloud. And the Egyptians in the house of Pharaoh heard. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I'm Joseph. Doth my father yet live? And his brethren could not answer, for they were troubled at his presence. They were terrified because they had to face the reality that this is the one they threw away. This is the one they lied about. And they lied, still, still alive. And Joseph said unto his brethren, come near to me, I pray thee. And they came near and he said, I'm Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. Now therefore be, now, now, this. now therefore be not grieved, nor angry with yourself, that you sold me hither, for God did send me before you to preserve you. Say, neighbor, some of the hell that you've been through ain't about you. It's about the future and blessing others you're connected with. Be not grieved nor angry with yourself that you sold me hither. You didn't understand, you didn't understand. For God did send me before you to preserve life. For these two years hath the famine been in the land, and yet there are five years in that which that shall neither be ear, earing nor harvest. And God sent me before you to preserve you a posterity in life and save your lives by the great deliverance. So now it was not you that sent me hither, but God. He had made me a father to Pharaoh and lord of all his house and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. Eagle Summit, every one of you sitting here today has a life purpose and a destiny to fulfill in your lifetime. But just like Joseph, you must grow, you must mature, and allow your difference to count regardless of the life tests and trials that you come to make you strong, and to push you into the place of victory and great success. Say neighbor. Neighbor. <laughs> just like Joseph, just like Joseph. You must grow and learn. Ignore any disrespect of your family, of your family. Ignore it and go forward. Say your family is your first real life school where you learn to overcome your enemies. Mm. <laughs> One more. Say you learn to survive your family, your future with the help of the Lord. 
is guaranteed to be of great value and importance. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you become a part of his family too. That way, with God, all things, all things are possible. All things. Hallelujah. Say, neighbor, I'm understanding my times and my seasons. God loves me, and I love you too. Hallelujah. Now let's pray. Say, Father, we understand that we all will make mistakes, but you will forgive us. And when we face that reality, help us to keep growing and maturing and let our value impact our generation and generations to come. Now, devil, we bind you. We break your power. We cast you out of our way. Holy Spirit, we loose you to take charge of our way. We receive this rhema word today. I thank you, Lord. I'm blessed coming in, and I'm going to be blessed going out because I'm of great value in my lifetime. Hallelujah. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. To those of you that have been viewing, we want you to know that all will come short. But if you face your reality and make the changes, God will love you, and you'll come and become more than a conqueror. And we declare and decree that in Jesus' name, you come to the kingdom for such a time as this. This is a time where God has wanted to elevate you and take you beyond your mistakes, beyond your faults, into great and great victory. In Jesus' name, so be blessed. And if you're looking for a church home, Eagle Summit is a good place to come. Be encouraged. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord.